You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Hey, Bruins fans, welcome back for episode 111 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are recording on September 23rd, 2018. This is the holiday edition of the pod, and uh, very happy we have a guest. We have minus one again. Uh, uh, Rob is still on vacation in Poland. We wish him well um, and try to keep the bank account to a minimum. We're starving here, buddy. Um, but in his place, uh, some big uh, uh, shoes to fill, we have... One of my favorite podcasts all week, and I, as and many of you know, I subscribe to so many of them, but there are, there are my favorites, and I'm not kissing ass here at all, but uh, we have Brian from the Ride the Pine Radio podcast. You can follow him at Radio RTP. Fantastic show, him and uh, Paul. Uh, you can follow Paul also at Paul RTP 37. These guys do a really good program. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, very explicit, but I love it. And uh, Brian, welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, good. Uh, good is a subjective term, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. You've been through a lot lately. Both of you guys have been on the IR, so I'm uh, looking forward to getting you guys, uh, hearing you guys again on a on a weekly basis. So you guys starting back up soon? Yeah, I gotta get a hold of Paul. <laughs> Hashtag. Eh, yeah, Paul. don't say it. No, I know. No. I know. I know. Say it, but we all know. I know. But no, great to have you on the program for the first time. I have Thank been I have been a guest on yours for a couple times, and you've been the uh, beers and brewing. So I thought it'd be appropriate that you know with Rob out of the country, literally, um, that we have you on. So he's actually always out of the country. I know he is, but that's why I put the literally in there. So you. Uh, so because we literally didn't know what you were talking about. I guess so. Ah, but I'm... <laughs> oh, happy Festivus, everybody! Yes, Festivus for all of us. Yes, pizza strength today. Let's see how it goes. Exactly. So, um, Brian, where can we, uh, where can the listeners uh, that might be interested in, in listening to your program find you guys? iTunes, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, pretty much any way you can get a podcast. Nice. That's awesome. Definitely go check them out. Subscribe weekly. I mean, these guys do a really good job, and they cover the the team and uh, in the league very well. So. Do not listen to it in the car with your kids. Yes. No. No, don't do that. <laughs> Hide don't the do women that. and children. 
before you listen and then uh, grab a couple of beers, possibly a toke here and there, maybe, and uh, and, and enjoy uh, and you know respectfully because these guys do a good job and they bring a lot of it. So let's talk about last week's games. Let's get started with we have four of them. Uh, the the week did not start off very well with a lot a four to two loss to the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, the Bruins got the goals from uh, two defensemen. Uh, uh, Steve Camper gets his first as a Bruin, first of the year. No, not the first as a Bruin, the first of the season. And Tory Cruz scores his third of the year. Um, yeah, and and Monday, the following day, man, this the sun in my office is like killing me. Uh, they played the Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center. I uh, always love when they beat the crap out of the Canadians. Uh, Nordstrom gets his fifth of the season. Cave with his first of his uh, his career. David Krejci gets his sixth, and Marchand scores his eleventh. And uh, the Anaheim game on December twentieth at TD Garden. Uh, Pasternak scores his twenty second. Krug his fourth, and Krejci his seventh. And obviously yesterday. Uh, Saturday, December 22nd, at the TD, Bergeron scores his 10th and 11th goals. Marchand scores his 12th, pass it, <coughs> 23rd. We're going to get to that, and Corrales scores his second of the season on an empty net goal. Any, any topic, I mean, any discussion on last week's games at all, besides talking uh, about Bergeron, we're going to talk about it later. Bergeron, 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 Bergeron. Okay, officially hate you now. Yeah, well, that's what it is. I know. <laughs> you knew that was coming, though. Well, uh, there's nothing else to talk about. Bergeron. We we beat the Habs, and Bergeron came back. And we played some crap, some crappy hockey, and we lost to a division opponent again. And, you know, Bergeron came back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, let me just quickly, quickly get right into um, the, the next week's games. Um, where are my notes? Yeah. I am so unprepared for this. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Well, this sun is killing me. Um, well, there's a game. Well, for those audio listeners, no one can see that. So uh, unless you paint us a picture, no I one will. Be I will. I'll just put I'm the sun. I'm light though. <laughs> uh, the, the Bruins seek their fourth uh, win against the Carolina Hurricanes today. Hartford Whalers today. Yep, and they will be wearing their Hartford Whalers jerseys. The vintage look. Uh, Jordan Stahl will miss today's game with an upper body injury. He stayed on Saturday. Uh, player to watch out for on the Hartford Whalers is uh, Sebastian Ajo, who's got three, five goals, three assists, eight points in his last seven games. Um, so, and then uh, they, we they have a three day holiday break, and then they play the New Jersey Devils on Thursday, December twenty seventh, uh, at TD Garden, and then uh, wrap up the month on the 29th with a road trip to Buffalo to play the Sabers, the struggling Sabers, by the way. So. All right, let's get into this Bergeron thing because um, he kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he's he, kind of good, eh? Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Uh, he comes back from a rib and shoulder injuries after missing sixteen games and gets two goals in a huge win over the uh, Nashville Predators. Um, and I was there, which was perfect to see, and it was it was awesome. So, uh, oh, big shout out to JC from Guilford's Ice Cream and his family. For the tickets yesterday, thank What's you so much, man. I don't know. I don't know what goes on anymore. I'm giving you a heads up. Your little, you know, 1980s audio. Yeah, 
I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I just dropped. Whoa, 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 whoa! PG, oh. PG. I know, but it's frustrating. Um, so and it was me, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry, you lost your. Con. Yeah, I yeah, did. Sorry. I lost my train of thought. So go right ahead. I'm not. I don't even know what you're getting at. You you said something about the the, the sun in your eyes. Yeah, and... this is just this is a nightmare. Okay, so Patrice Bergeron played last night. Sorry, yesterday, and he lit it up. He got two goals. His 300th of his career. Uh, he uh, got two assists. He originally, didn't wasn't given one of them. They had to give it to him after the fact, because you know that's the NHL. That's what they do. Uh, and they also split up the lines. Maybe we want to talk about that. Yeah, we're definitely. That's that's definitely on the agenda. Um, but, but yes, Patrice Bergeron came back, lit it up. I was the best player on the ice, bar none. Uh, it was great to see, and the team is getting closer and closer to uh, being healthy. And it looks like DeBrusque is playing today. Oh, nice. That's, well, that's what they were saying. They, well, they're saying that it's, it's a possibility, right? Yeah. So well, you we still listed as day to day. Yeah, but Cassidy was. Hinting that it's probably going to happen. If anybody watches Cassidy's uh, press conferences, he kind of lets you know straight up what's going on. He doesn't uh, sugarcoat anything. He's very transparent. Yeah. Very transparent. That's a good word to use. Uh, also, also in yesterday's game is uh, uh, David Krejci uh, gets his 600 NHL point. Uh, Bergeron, obviously, with his uh, 300th goal. And Backus uh, got his 300th assist. Didn't, but yeah, but both Krejci and Backus got those game before. Oh, man, I am fucking terrible at this. And it's another okay, one. stop it. That's twice. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Earmuffs, everybody. Yeah, I, just Earmuffs. Wish, I just wish the NHL website would, would seriously do something with their stats because it's just terrible. Yeah, well, this is like the second straight week I've gotten into trouble with that. Here, here's my suggestion to you. Use sportsnet.ca um, if that allows you on the webpage because it is Canadian, but uh, way better That's all I'm going to say. Nice. I'll be right back. I gotta shut this window. Um, yeah. So, good week. Good return for Patrice Bergeron. Um, it's just things are coming together really well. People, players are coming back to the lineup. It's a slow process, but it's starting to get better, um, and I'm enjoying it. I I I don't want to freak out like so many people are doing right now and still saying, yes, the Bruins are doing somewhat better and then we need to do all this and, and still blow up the lineup. I just think that's asinine to think about, but that's just me. Um, I, oh, 100% agree. We're not uh, blowing up the lineup yet. It's I 100% think that we need a, uh, a top six winger. Um, Heinen played fantastic, but... You know, maybe someone else up there would be uh, beautiful. And there's, I don't think there's anybody on this roster, which is everybody's going to say Bjork. I just don't think it's there. Um, and we're going to have a healthy team, it looks like, for the Winter Classic, when all of us didn't even think Char or Bergeron would be playing in it. No, and you do need that top six winger, but you're not going to get it for what you have. You have to make a move to get that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We could talk about it. Heinen isn't that guy. He never will be. Well, that we can't say never will be. He was no. great last game, but he's not that guy right now. Hundred percent agree. Good. Yeah, no, he was great. I'd like to see more of him on that line. Actually, he was great. 
He was asked to play on the best line in the NHL, and he didn't mess up. That's a win to me. He looked great out there. He looked confident. He was mucking it up in the corners. He was sitting in front of the net. He did He did what he was asked to do, and a lot of guys usually uh, don't live up to the challenge. I think the one thing that I did like that he that he was successful at was when he pulled, I think it was Yossi on that first Bergeron goal. He drew the attention being in front of the net. Yeah. Which was a smart thing to do and being able to get somebody to pay attention to you like that. I just, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he can be. I think he's a third line winger at best. Ooh. Yep. Um, yeah, I just, I think he's been playing somewhat decent and, and, and hopefully he can keep it up. But regardless of where he plays, I, I think he, he's going to be a, an asset at, at, you know, regardless of one, two, or th- third line. I don't want to see him on the fourth line, obviously, but no. Um, yeah, I just think he's he's been doing good. I, I, I think he just he I think he'll learn the game from both both Marchand and Bergeron moving forward if he if they can get some consistency and and a little bit uh, more creativity together. Um, I mean, those two just make anybody better. I mean, look what, yeah, look what they did with the Pasternak. That's a great example. Well, he's just really good, though. Oh, he's just sickly good. Um, let me. Just... But the power play was fantastic. Woo woo! Yeah, Pro time. Absolutely, we have a power play again. Look at that. And uh, in the stats that I've gotten that are probably wrong because I went to the wrong website is per court. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's not per court. I'm just giving you a suggestion. Wow, getting aggressive. It's all right. <laughs> uh, the Bruins have the fourth power play in the league. But Correct. When you look at the other uh, uh, other aspects of uh, the special teams. And um, Brian, you actually brought this to the table as a topic of discussion. The penalty kill has not been good at all, and it's ranked 17th in the league, which is the middle of the pack. So it's almost like Charo's not playing, right? It, yes, and it has gotten better. But I mean, up until like a it week, almost, it, it like almost tw- got better when Carlo came back, right? It did get better when Carlo came back. He's he's way way better than people will give him credit for, and I don't understand why they don't look at him for what he is. 100% agree. He's been their best defenseman this year. Yeah, speaking with of all de- the injuries. Speaking of defense and so on, I know it's uh, goals against is a, is a primarily it's a, to me it's a goaltending and, and defense kind of stat. But uh, the, the Bruins uh, lead the league with uh, 91 goals against, and um, goals against per game, they have a 2.53, which also leads the league. So. Even though the people are out of this lineup, they're still, you know, get finding ways to get things done with with younger players being inserted to the lineup, and and then taken away with people coming back. So, uh, just like, probably just segue right into that. It's like who, I mean, who sits, who sits when everybody is is healthy? I mean, I don't know. It's, Obviously, Camper. Yeah, yeah, because he's definitely that seventh guy. Yeah, I the way I look at it, it it's crazy. What what did Butch say in a in a there's an interview, it's on it's on Twitter there after a couple games ago, he said when Miller and Chara come back, they are going in the lineup. They're not sitting, they're coming in the lineup. Two guys that are in this lineup right now are sitting. And I'm 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 more or less looking at it regardless who who sits besides Camper, um because I don't even think they thought he was going to play this year. Uh you're going to sit a guy that doesn't deserve it. Grizzly. And it sucks. It's going to be Grizzly more. I, 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 I can't see anybody else sitting out of that top four. So 
And I, mean, I think they might just rotate. I think that's what you're going to do. I think that's what you're going to – Moore is better defensively than, than Grizz. Grizz has got a better all-round game. So if you're going to be playing a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, Grizz doesn't play. Um, I'm just using my own eyes. I've been to almost every game that's in Toronto. Don't know what it is. Grizz shouldn't play the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's been one of our best defensemen this year, but Jesus, he can't play against that team. I'd rather Grizz said too. I, and it sucks because he's, he's good. Well, yeah, but I think Moore is the better option. Yeah. Uh, and moving forward into the season, I think it, I think what Court brought up was like having a rotation. You know, I, I know it sucks to sit games and, and, and watch from the ninth floor, but I think having these guys around and and rotate appropriately. I know I know Butch does a great job with his with his line, you know, his lines. But this is good thing to have. This is a great thing to have is to, is to move forward with with a crew like this on the back end. Um, but obviously, it's, obviously, yeah. Chara when he comes back, I mean, and 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 Miller, you just got to make you gotta make the appropriate moves. So. Yeah, it's not a bad problem. Like, everybody complained at the very beginning of the year. They're like, oh, once again, we got too many fence- defensemen. What's Sweeney doing? What's wrong with him? They got rid of McQuaid. We're going to lose. Oh. Um, but it, it just – people got to understand. It, it is what it is, man. It's not that big of a deal. I thought it was the best problem to have going Yeah. In. Absolutely. They have a surplus of defense than not – than be struggling like they have been. Because you see the difference when – these players are out due to injury what your defensive core is and you want those guys back the only thing about the rotation that I ask and maybe somebody can argue this wouldn't you want to do it based on a few games on how each player is playing consistently as opposed to just okay we're playing team X tonight you're going to go team Y you're going to go yeah but who's not playing consistently right now Grizz is playing fantastic. Um, Moore is playing great. It's a tough one. Like if you're if you're Cassidy right now, you're like, come on, give me something. You know, he, it's a tough. Like, decision. It's a really tough decision. Like I wouldn't want to be in his shoes because all those guys, none of them deserve to sit, unless Sweeney makes it easy for him and makes a trade. And you're dealing from strength, so the strength on this team right now is the back end because the back end went down, yet they somehow still won hockey games. So the strength on this team is the back end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about, have you guys heard about Yarrow Vekanainen? He got cleared to play, but uh, reported to Providence and then shipped off to play in the World Junior Championship um, with this Finland team. Do you think this is an appropriate move for him coming off of a concussion like that? Is it, is it good for him to go? In, I mean, obviously, it's very good to go over and play for your your home country, but when it comes to an injury standpoint, uh, do you think that him being a Providence player after this World Juniors that starts uh, on Boxing Day, Canadian Boxing Day, and ends January fifth, uh, and the games are played in Vancouver and uh, Victoria, British Columbia, what what does it do? I mean, I, to me, it's it, it's a, it's it makes him more susceptible to getting another injury. Um, I mean, what, what are your other guys' thoughts? Well, you, as someone who's got one right now and still, you want to get back on that ice. Like, you can't just keep saying, well, he's not going to – if he's cleared to play, he plays. 
you can't, from what I've learned about it, they get this checklist that they've got to go on and they've got to be cleared medically. Like, look at how close McAvoy was for so long and he just kept not putting in 100%, so then he's not going to play. They will not let these guys play unless they're ready. And I think right now, if you look at this defense, we just said, good guys are going to sit. Back in Ida, unless there's an injury, should play in Providence. And he's going to get great experience going over the World Juniors. It's going to be like a, uh, a little run-through for him because he's going to be a better player out there. It's not going to be as tough as a, of a challenge for him. And it gets him a little warm-up before he goes back to Providence. So I, I don't disagree. I, here's the problem. You're always going to be concerned about injury if you've gotten injured. So to see him go, I, I don't like it, but I get it. And I'd rather, honestly, Court, I'd rather him have the challenge and work his way back into the system that he's growing into as opposed to going back and playing what he's used to and then trying to come back and do it all over again. Not that for a player like that it should be relatively easy, but what are you going to do? Set him out because he's injured or tell him he can't go? Well, you're cleared to play. Like You're either going to get injured or you're not. Yeah. That's the, that's the game, well, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's just, but when you come back with a concussion, it's a lot about confidence. So maybe they just want to build his confidence up, get him comfortable going back in the corner, so on and so forth. We saw with McAvoy's first game, you're like, oof, it was a woof. He's playing fantastic his last couple of games, but his first game back from injury, it was, it was, it was tough to watch. So the hesitation, the hesitation you saw out there from him was, it was pretty bad. Uh, different player, but would you expect the same, you know? confidence when DeBrus comes back from a head injury like this? Yeah, I DeBrus to me, is a, he's a different animal. Um, he's just a totally different type of player. That's just my opinion, but... Um, I mean, he might, I, he might I struggle the first game, but, you know, I, 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 have, I tend to believe that the way his style of game will adjust to him perfectly, and he'll get right back into the flow. I think with the concussions, though, you're always going to struggle that first game or two regardless. Yeah. It, it's few and far between that they just come back and it's like nothing ever happened. But I expect maybe a game, two games until he's fine. Yeah. Um, but he's also going to be the luckiest guy in the world to get to play with Krejci and uh, Pasta now. So. I know. Uh Jumping, we'll just jump right into that. That's a good segue, Court. Uh, Cassidy is switching up lines. Um, is Pasanak going down to the second line more beneficial to this club as we continue to search for secondary scoring? I think so. Um, we, I, well, we've been saying it on this show all year. Um, this hockey club needed to do something. They were too uh, too heavy on one line, and it was absolutely driving me batshit crazy. To be totally honest with it, it just it. I understand what he was doing. You can't split up the the good line, but they needed to do something because you were literally just having to check one line. Now you're going to have one A and one B. So it is a good thing for the secondary scoring, but my real question is, is Cassidy going to stick with it? Is he going to start to, which we've seen he would start doing as, as soon as he didn't see anything happening from that first line or from that second he would switch it right back up. If he can stick with it, I think it would be beneficial. It's my it's the only criticism I've ever had for him is when he does it, he doesn't do it for long. Mm. Yeah, that's, well, that's, yeah, because he was point. doing it in games, right? The problem was before when he kept doing the switching of the lines, he was doing it during the game. 
he wasn't uh it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't like he did it at the beginning of the game that's how he started the game for some reason he was always just doing it during the game and i don't know why well it could be could be uh what's going on in the game that's making him do that like he's probably seeing something on you know that they're not you know back checking correctly or they're not forechecking correctly and he just, you know, throw a player here, throw a player there, and see how that works. And and, and obviously on the offensive side of the puck too, um, if he's seeing something different that you know he's just mismatching lines, um, and it's not a bad thing to see where you can get that chemistry from. And if somebody else that normally doesn't play on a on a particular line can come in there and kind of jump in and 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 and, and produce a little bit, but yeah, you know, I don't mind him going through and and doing those. But yeah, I just I just. I would like to see the, uh, the top three be more productive. That's just my opinion. Well, they they lit it up last game. Oh, what no, I know. The... I know. I know. But on a consistent level, you know what I mean? I well, mean, it was three, only one game. Three Third lines. Just came back. Three lines of, yeah. But moving forward, I want to see three lines of offensive depth consistently. That's, you know, that's just what I see, you know. Yeah, but you still don't. Can you trust that Cave is going to continue? to play at that level or even what's on either side of him because you do, I mean, you had Bacchus bouncing back and forth from the fourth to the third. Now he's back where he is. You have cave in the center, like a consistency on a line helps too. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't cave going to be the guy that sits anyways? Well, as of right now on capfriendly.com, it says that the roster size is at 22 of 23. So even if DeBrus comes back, that's that twenty third spot, and Cave doesn't have to move. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. He's not oh, going to play, though. Oh no, probably not. God no, he's not playing. Right. I would send him back down, and uh, I don't know, bring somebody else up to watch a couple games. He's well, if you bring I, I, Cave down, he's subjected to the waiver process, and I don't think the Bruins want to do that at this point in the season. Really, we th- we were worried about him being picked up. <laughs> that's um, aggressive. Oh, I, 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 that's I know. just me. I I'm not a big fan of him. I I don't know. Uh, Yes, he looks like Riley Nash, but he isn't Riley Nash. Right. Um, how about the uh, Atlanta division and how everything is so tight? Um, the, currently, the Bruins have a uh, a twenty and twelve and four record with forty four points. Uh, very impressive, thirteen and four home record. But uh, on the other side, on the road, they're seven eight and four. Um, this is currently with yesterday's win jumped into the first uh, wildcard position uh, and only trailing Buffalo by three points and, and trailing Toronto by six. So I just think that they're in a really good position right now. A, hu- a win today obviously gets everything closer and, 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 you know, Thursday against New Jersey and Buffalo, you know, you need, you need to win that Buffalo game. Uh, these divisional matchups that they lose um, is, is consistently. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you got. I mean, if you want to climb that 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 Atlantic Division ladder, you really need to beat everybody that's in that division um, on a consistent level, like you just said. Yeah, you can't. The, that's that's the key. We said it about a couple of weeks ago when they had uh, lined up with all the division games, and they dropped a couple against Detroit. They dropped here and there. That might be their Achilles' heel to not get that third third play that uh, third spot in the Atlantic because the Atlantic Division right now is the only division. Because the Metropolitan is a joke, you know. 
you think about it, you've got Washington with 47 points. Buffalo's got 47 points. Washington leads the Metropolitan. Do they really? Yeah, Washington's only got 47 <laughs> points. Now, you look at it, Buffalo, once again, they pulled off. They pulled off the win the other night, uh, last night. And now their next opponent's St. Louis. you got Toronto's playing Detroit, so that's good. At least you, you're praying for Detroit to take a win there. You're praying for Detroit to, to take down Toronto in that game. And then you got Tampa's next game against Philly. Um, Philly's on a roll since they uh, fired the coach, so hopefully that goes in your favor. Um, and then the Bruins got Carolina or Hartford today. Um, they, it, I hate saying it at this time of the year, but these games are becoming must-wins, especially when you're going to try and climb these teams because right now Buffalo started playing like a dumpster fire and then Skinner got fire, caught fire again. It's frustrating. No, and they would, I mean, you kind of knew they were going to be somewhat improved. I I don't think anybody knew this improved, but correct, yeah, yeah. They they were a team that you needed to at least pay attention to whereas before you kind of wrote them off as what they are. But even Montreal, they're only what a point back of the Bruins right now. Yeah. It it's not something to wink at. These these divisional games are way more important way too early, but you need to get some of them at least. Yeah, I mean, definitely take advantage of the game today against Carolina, like I said earlier, and 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 the New Jersey team that is dead last in in the Atlantic. I mean, sorry, the Eastern Conference. Um, so yeah, you, you need to take these next two games, and I and I'm I'm guesstimating here they're going to still ride the lightning of having Bergeron back, which is fantastic. Two could get to start tonight. It made perfect sense. People were already going on the whole why did Halak start because he's been going back and forth. If you look at it, he's been. He has been going back and forth. He lets one play three. He lets the other one play two. But Halak played fantastic the last couple of games. Couple of games. Yeah, like, yeah. That's another problem. Like, what goalie starts? If the playoffs start right now, I'm starting Halak. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean much because if you look at it last year, Washington didn't even start Holpe. Yeah. It, no, but only like a game or two. Just one. But that's possible. If Halak gets lit up in the first game, you ain't going to see the daylight ever again. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, the Bruins goaltending, both of them have stepped up uh, uh, considerably in, in as a team aspect, not looking at it as an individual. Um, they le- b- both together lead the league in, in, in uh, goaltending categories. But Halak has is, is really, really impressed me so far, and, and just looking at his stats, he's second in the league with a 2.19 goals against average. He's first in the league with a .930 save percentage. And uh, second in the league with uh, three shutouts. So uh, huge offseason signing. They addressed a really big need at the backup uh, spot. Uh, and and if you are now telling me that, that Hudobin was a was a mistake to let him go and not get Halak, you need to slowly drown yourself in, in some a small bucket of water because what, what everybody's seeing here right now is, is definitely what this team needed moving forward. And, and, and to have him locked up for two more seasons while you let your, your younger developing goalies uh, get to a point that you might be able to rely on them on a limited role as the backup, it's, it's a good thing moving forward. So I just, you know, people that dwell on the past and everything, it just drives me nuts sometimes. Yeah, but those are the same people that said we shouldn't have let Chad Johnson go after he had a good year. But look what happened to him. He goes to the Islanders, Buffalo, and now he's all over the league. I, I think he's in the AHL now. It's it, you know, yes. but they still people still want to go get him because of what he did. 
Jeez, after what McQuaid did last night, everybody's losing their mind wanting him back. And that was the just, Rangers lost the game. He cost was, the team a four-minute penalty because he was selfish. Yeah, and I went he off. Got, he got his feelings hurt. I went off on the whole Twitter thing this morning about this because, you know, the Bergeron news coming back and, and him having four points and Pasternak having a great game and, 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 and Marshan and everybody really played really well for the past three games. Not, you know, minus Bergeron, except for yesterday. The news of the week is, oh, McQuaid trashing on freaking, you know, Nazem Kadri, who is a, everybody hates him. But yeah, he's a piece of, he's a piece like, of trash. It's like we need him back and everything that. It's like that's the news of the day. And I was just, I was just, just baffled when I, when I saw and heard that. Yeah, but people didn't want him to go to begin with, which I don't understand why. But everybody was, I don't know, maybe because of years past, never wanted to see him leave. Right. Because it, so, it always gravitates to the toughness level. And nobody on this current Bruins team is there to stick up for his for his teammates. And we need big, bad Bruins hockey back. And it's just it's totally asinine to, to think about that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm always for a good, you know, good scrap and you know when they drop the gloves and everything but i don't want to see certain players be brought back here because they really didn't do a good job defensively in the first place passion talent development ncaa hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90 percent rate nick bukestad Backhand scores! wow what a goal david backus and Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! You know, or anything, Lee. Yeah. All he did was get hurt or go out there and punch somebody in the face, block a couple shots, get hurt again. I understand they love the blue collar, but like Kevin Miller's better than him and does everything better. Exactly. I, I don't get it. Yeah, McQuaid better. He turned into the poor man's Miller. <laughs> Pretty much. It's um, mind-boggling to me. But it is what it is. You know what? Everybody can like who they like. They can they can, they can pawn over and want old-time Boston Bruins hockey. That's fine. That's what YouTube's for. Yeah. But the game's changed. Like, there's no way. There's there's an instigator penalty now that stops anybody. And if you say that these guys that they were intimidating people. I, I have to strongly disagree, especially with what happened in last night's game. McQuaid throws down Kadri. What happens? Leafs destroy the Rangers. It's, it's so not. If, they, if they were scared, I'm a little confused. Absolutely. But it's not 2011 anymore, which is where people are still sitting. Yeah. That's yeah, no what it is. It's, and I'm not saying the game is better for it. It's just it's, it's time yeah. to move on, man. Like, stop using your VCR. <laughs> it's time to start streaming, okay? Yeah, we'll just get that whole McQuay thing off the agenda list now. Um, moving, yeah. moving forward, Ryan Hartman, uh, he gets a fine $1,000 uh, from the NHL uh, player safety for his spearing incident against Chris Wagner in yesterday's game. Uh, you guys have thoughts on this at all? I know it's pocket change, but um, it was pretty. It, that was a pretty gruesome spear in my opinion. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was uh, a missed call by the refs. That's all it is. This, and the NHL made up for it by giving him a fine. There's not much they can do. Um, these guys are millionaires, so getting hit with a thousand bucks is like taking ten dollars from us. 
There's not much we can do about it. Um, it's the NHL making up for the miss. And not much that, else to it. That's all, that's all it is. The, that's all it is. They they when the refs blow it, sometimes the NHL will give you a gimme and make up for it. But it is what it is. Um, David Pasternak is 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 just completely on fire this year as he was last season. Um, so far, he's tenth in points with forty seven, and he's fourth in goals with twenty three. Does can he? I know he has the potential, but do you guys believe that he can end the season as possibly a Hart Trophy candidate? Wow. I was going to say Bergeron, but I never even thought about Pasternak. It sounds stupid to me even say that out loud, but wow, that's a strong point. He's I know. playing fantastic. He's got, he's got, it's funny, the Boston Bruins have the three best contracts in the league, um, considering after their ECLs with Bergeron's, Marchands, and Pasternak's for the money. And Pasternak's just, he's killing it. And you haven't even seen his top game yet. No. Right, right. He's really good. That's the scary part. There's so much more to this kid. And as I, me, I like the fact that he's willing to get in there on the defensive side too, which usually players of his skill just don't do. So yeah. you see both sides of his play. I, there's no reason he couldn't be uh, other than maybe – if you see like Tavares continue to go off or, or something like that, but I don't think Tavares is really even in the conversation right now. Right. I really don't. No. Mitch Marner is better than Tavares on his team right now. And if you if you want to look at a league standpoint and, and not our Bruins bias, like a player like Rantanen in Colorado, yeah, he's, he's Ovechkin, just, yeah, I mean these guys are just tearing it up. I think, you know, obviously everybody's going to gravitate towards Ovechkin and what he's doing because he is just one of those top-notch elite players that's, even though he's aging, you know, he's he's doing well, but he's still getting it done. And, and, and you know, a lot of play, a lot of people are going to gravitate to that when they, you know, the writers have to do the vote on, on the award, so. And it's very writer-based on who they're friendly with, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it. The, the awards aren't what they used to be, but it, it is possible. I mean, even Court said, even possible for Bergeron. I mean, isn't he still on pace for like 99 points after yeah. missing games? Yeah, he's right. Just, he's disgustingly good. <laughs> he's an absolute warrior. You know, the guy can just take a, oh. probably take a bullet and, 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 re- and just come back like a, a day or two later and be ready to go. And I, I, I remember really... he was over the hill a couple couple of years ago. Right. To, mm, <laughs> awkward. I know. <laughs> What I really like about about Cassidy is um, what he said about Bergeron in the scrum uh, a couple of days ago, and it, it, when he was asked about Bergeron and when he's going to be placed in the lineup, and he just comes out and just says, you know, if he wakes up and says I'm ready, and he's you know he's healthy, then he's going to play. And and I thought that was that was really good. Um, on him to say that because it was I mean you definitely have to hear it from him to to understand what I'm saying and and how funny it was that a player like that just has to wake up and go you know oh I'm feeling awesome today I think I'm gonna do it you know well, just... did you hear what uh did you hear what Marshan said after the game yeah, he I, was I, like oh, I did it that was awesome he's like I was gonna have to have a conversation with Butch if I wasn't gonna be on that line like <laughs> to everybody in the world it was like oh we're just gonna keep that line together yeah Marshan was like oh hell no so, as much as everybody liked that Krejci line, 
No offense to Krejci, Marshan didn't. <laughs> no, because that his safety net is in Bergeron, but it just shows Cassidy's trust in the player and his ability, which I think is something that previous coaches may have not done. Well, Cassidy's a player's coach, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. My bias, obviously. But um, How about uh, addressing the uh, the trade Tory Krug? Are we at a point now that he's doing so well that everybody's pre- well, not everybody, but some are stepping back from their their thoughts on moving him and how much of an asset he can be in in a trade. My my whole thought with Krug is he brings so much to the table, and now that we've got everybody back, it's going to be tough to move him. If this hockey club, like everybody wants. To win a Stanley Cup this year, you can't trade Tory Krug. You're just going to need another Tory Krug. And unfortunately for Grizz, he's not that guy. If Grizz, when Krug was out, played better offensively and showed he could be like Tory Krug, then I could have that conversation and say, yeah, let's trade him. But right now, there's just not a chance in the world that I could be Sweeney and want to trade that guy. Um, there's going to be a trade, and it's probably going to happen on that back end. And the crazy part is, it's it's going to be a player that doesn't deserve to go, and they're good. But I still don't see Krug being traded now. But I do see Krug possibly being traded uh, um, during the draft. That's the type of time you trade a guy like that because he's got a year left on his deal. It's not like he's everybody keeps acting like his contract's up at the end of the year. I'm so confused by that one. Um, so I don't know why you'd want to trade a guy that can be that skillful and that damaging against other hockey clubs. Yeah, you're not you can't trade him. You can't. What uh, with you but you saw also when he was out that you missed him on that back end. At least from special team side of the power play or even offensively 5 on 5, you saw how vital it was that he was in that lineup. Yeah, exactly. And and when he's not there, the the puck moving from that that the six that were were on that defensive core was just it was like a stalemate. It was so hard to move, so hard to find people to could actually turn the puck offensively and get it out of the zone with some speed and so on. It's just you're almost missing that. But when he came back, it just seemed like everything was all gelled together and and he was just like moving forward. Um, so I mean, good things good things to improve on. I mean, he's a tough little kid, and that's the thing is, you know his. In my opinion, his defensive skills do need a lot more work, but you cannot, cannot, you know, go deny his his offensive abilities, especially. And yesterday, I said it at the game, the on, on the power play, he was getting down so low, and 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 contributing like a, a forward on the half wall, and I screamed out, "That's why I like him as a forward." <laughs> and we talked about it last week. You know, you remember that. I right? don't, by the way. My my vote was not to be a forward. I know, I know, but I want to make that clear. But it's also like we have a good thing right now. McAvoy's starting to play in headman of the puck, so now you have McAvoy do it and Krug do it. So your top two D pair can move that puck around. Grizz can do it too. Yep. Exactly. So all three pairing right now can move the puck. Such a good so thing. So it's to not have. a bad thing to have. But when you get into the playoffs, Krug has proven it time and time again. He is a playoff player. So, I don't know, people. I, I can't see in my right mind, unless it's a hockey trade, unless you're getting that you know, top six winger for Krug, then you do the deal. But I still don't think you are. I still think teams would be more 
uh, apprehensive in uh, bringing him in because what team is going to want up to give up top six winger that needs a type of player like Krug? Right. You're going to wait to the draft when you're you're looking at okay, this is what we got. We can start the year with him. We can build around him on the back end. It's not uh, he's your piece because you're going to have to give up a substantial piece to the Bruins to get him. Uh, how about the, um, the the play of the fourth line? I think Corrali's been playing a lot better lately, even though he's got the mask on. I think the fourth line's played very well. Um, it's kind of crazy that Bacchus, I, I wish his contract, I wish he just didn't know how much money he made. That's almost what I, I look at it, because darn, they're, just, they're all playing well. But this has only been a couple games. It's just a, a small sample size, right? Yeah. Just got Bergeron back. We're getting players back healthy. We're going to get DeBrus back. I almost want to look at it. Give me give me to the, the midway through January and see if these guys are really aligned because Achari struggles some games and then he doesn't. But Corrali, man, he looks good out there. He looks good on the penalty kill. He's really stepped up his game this year. I love his forechecking abilities. He's just not what everybody was sold as him being that third line center, which is fine. Which is fine because where he's slotted, he does fairly well. Yeah, his, his forecheck is uh, borderline great. Yeah, and I like what Cassie said about Corrali um, a while ago. He said, you know, well, to start the year, uh, he said that you know we sh- we should go into every game practicing Corrali as a third line center, but when game starts, put him on the fourth line. You know, because that's that's where he gets his most. The most out of his complete play is uh, on that fourth line. I don't. I. I. I really was a proponent of him being that third line center, but uh, obviously I was totally wrong on that because he didn't look good at all when he was up there. But dropping down that line, he's really stepped up his game and so on. And the whole he's the perfect fourth line center. Perfect yeah, fourth exactly. line center. Exactly. But the how whole, good has Wagner been too? What's that? Wagner, how good has he been? Yeah, he's been a really good addition. I mean. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't he lead the league in hits? He's he's up there. He's, he's up, up there. there. Okay. Right. But I honestly think the fourth line might be a petition. <laughs> it could be a petition because Wagner's going to have to sit a couple games. Like these guys are. You look at the roster and you're like Jesus, and it's not a bad thing to have. It's just the Bruins have what the fans should love. They got a ton of blue collar workers. Yeah, they just need yeah. some guys to score some goals. The on the, when you talk about the fourth line and and Nolachari, I I, I I like the player and I'm not trashing him at all, but he just doesn't seem like he's totally engaged this season. He might be nursing an injury that he's trying to play through, and I respect that totally. Do anybody that goes out there that's got something wrong with him, it still gives 110 100 percent. I respect that, but that's the type of player that I would like to see sit. Maybe a game or two, maybe a little more of that, just to see what a player like Ryan Fitzgerald down in the American Hockey League can do. Uh, he's fit. He checks off all the boxes of what Achari can do, but I believe he can also bring it a little more offensively to that line. And 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 that I mean that fourth line is is they're getting pucks on net and they're doing the right things, which for, as a fourth line do is probably the best in the NHL right now. But I'd like to see a little bit more. And, pos- and I know that the AHL-NHL is totally different level, and you're not probably not going to see the same results, but I would like to see a kid like Ryan Fitzgerald get a chance. 
I honestly, I believe I can fly. Sorry, that, every time you said I can believe, all I could think about was that song. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna um, jump out my window. <laughs> yeah, I believe I can touch the sky. Um, I think Fitzgerald should stay the whole year down in uh, Providence at this point. He's been down there for so long. He got hurt. Stan corrected. He was hurt. He's just getting back into it. There's nothing wrong with having a year because I just don't see him as being a difference maker. And I could be 100% wrong. I don't I don't watch the games like you do, Mark. Yeah. I really don't. It's just at some point, somebody's got to stay down there because I have a funny feeling the plan wasn't even to have JFK up this year. So that's just my opinion. Right. And I really like that song. I believe that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily care about bringing anybody up. I think I'm just more frustrated watching them constantly get the pucks on the net and nothing good happening from it. Not to say that, it, but pucks in deep, getting the pucks in deep. How yeah, you, I mean that? that that which is good, but you're seeing them get the pucks on the net and nothing's just going in. I think that's just one of the most frustrating things to watch because they do play so well as a fourth line unit give or take a chari couple games here and there but i'd like to see maybe a finish would be great yeah oh yeah goals would be beautiful <laughs> they just the got a bunch of, of grinders they got two lines they got two fourth lines instead of a third line that can put the puck in the net because i don't know i'm almost at the point with donato i'm like all right if a team thinks he's worth a lot let's trade him yeah kid, that kid frustrates me yeah he's he's that's just I don't know. He sometimes some games and not even the whole game, but sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Sometimes he does well along the board, sometimes he's not even involved. I just I'm I'm having a hard time with I just think that this player was so overhyped. Um way overhyped. Yeah. I <laughs> way overhyped. So way overhyped, man. But hey, he scored on Czechoslovakia's J V high school team, so <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a, a good terrible point. laugh by me. Yeah, and, 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 and probably assisted by a very unknown pro, that uh, Brian Gianta. Or Jordan Greenway. Yeah. Oh, I like Jordan, though. He's, I uh, do, he's, too. What a power forward that kid's going to be. I don't know. Donato, Donato can go over the summertime, get bigger, and get stronger, and I'm, I'm down. Yeah, he's Right now, he just, he's too easy to get pushed off the puck, and he's just not responsible enough in the defensive end of, his, of the ice. Absolutely. Um we do have a Twitter question that I need to bring up that I forgot to write down. That's awkward. Yeah, I know. But um, do, do you though? No, I don't. I Mike is well prepared today. Huh? Mike is very prepared today. Yeah, oh was... no, it's like it's because he went to the game yesterday and he had a few pops. I'm positive. He I, only had, had pops. I only had three, and then we went to the club afterwards. And had a bunch of them. No, I only had like three or four and a, and a whiskey, and I left because the music was annoying and people were just talking way too loud, and I started to get a headache, and I was like, I'm out. Holy, look at you, eh? You're yeah. turning into me. You're but then, real old. But then, <laughs> short, I guess shortly after I left, it was a huge brawl. Oh, wow. That doesn't sound like a club. It sounds like a... Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, damn it. Uh, I'm gonna kill. Uh, yep. Today. I don't know where this freaking question is. Oh well, I bet you it's in the Twitter sphere. Right. But regardless, I think that is gonna do it for us today. Um, to end it, 
we do have a uh, Patreon listener awards winner for the uh, the holiday episode. Uh, congratulations to Michelle Grimm. She is the winner of a f- awesome Fanatics uh, T-shirt. Uh, so thank you, Michelle, and thanks to everybody who has been donating on the Patreon. Um, if you want to get involved, please go to Patreon.com/slash Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Donate a dollar. It's only about four dollars a month. We only do four shows a month, so. It's a small investment, but it really helps us out, and it cuts the cost of um, of uh, putting the podcast on every week and every year and so on. So if you feel like don- donating financially, that would be great. If you don't have the money to donate financially, but you still want to like shop for uh, sports athletic apparel, please go to blackandgoldhockey.com website and uh, click on the Fanatics banner and, and do your shopping through there because it helps us. When you make a purchase, we get the commission at no extra charge to you. So, and that's another way of helping too. And we also do have some uh, Black and Gold Hockey Podcast uh, merch coming out soon. Uh, our boy Thomas is really working hard on that. So, we should have something in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, to end that, I just want to say, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, please, folks, if you follow the uh, Ride the Pine Radio podcast on all the the uh, the platforms out there that you can. Um, you can follow Brian at Radio RTP. Follow his partner in crime at Paul RTP thirty seven. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. Paul's Paul, oh. Paul's good. Don't yeah, fall. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> F Paul, man. F Paul. <laughs> F Paul. Absolutely. But no, uh, Brian, thanks again for coming on and being a special guest this week. Um and it was awesome. Me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, thank you again, everybody. Please go to Hey, uh, thank you for not swearing. Yeah. Hey, I told you I could make it happen. <laughs> I, I, I was, you know, sweating over here thinking that, but I, I'm the one that dropped the two F-bombs, and I'm going to have to go back and edit. But, uh, no, I really appreciate that, keeping it PG as much as possible. Um, we'll have you on the Beers and Bruins pod soon so we can, uh, you know, vent whatever if you want to do. Get it all out, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But thanks again. Uh, everybody, please have a happy holiday. Uh, we will be back next, next. Oh, screw it. Merry Christmas. All right. Yeah. Screw happy holiday. Merry, right. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, we'll be back for our, our New Year's show next week. We'll talk about uh, availability and so on with the guys. But uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you guys all have a great Christmas holiday and, uh, and be good to each other and, and uh, as you stay with family and friends. So um, everybody take care and enjoy. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277, at courtlalonde, and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.